What are the benefits of taking cold showers? And is it worth doing for you? I'm pumped about today's episode because I spent hours on this. I spent hours researching the science behind cold showers, the benefits they provide for our mental health, metabolic health, and performance, and I've distilled it all down into a 10-week plan just for you so that you can experience the benefits for yourself. You're listening to The Best You Podcast, where we teach you the healthy habits you need to look and feel like your best you. My name is Nick Carrier, and I'm an entrepreneur and body optimization coach who has coached over 600 people through my program, The 10-Week Transformation. The 10WT makes it simple for former athletes who struggle to prioritize health and fitness to regain the confidence that they once had in their health. If this is your first time here, make sure you click the follow button on the Apple Podcast app and on Spotify, and make sure that you're subscribing on YouTube as well. I'm really excited about today's episode on cold showers and in general, just like deliberate cold exposure and the three benefits that you're going to get. And I have distilled it down into a 10 week plan that you can start implementing so that you can reap these great benefits as well. So cold showers, cold plunges, and ice baths are gaining more and more popularity in our world today. I mean, it's no longer just something that crazy people do that just biohackers do, but basically more and more everyday people are using cold exposure to improve their mental and physical health. And so throughout this episode, I'm going to refer to cold showers, cold plunges, and ice baths as cold exposure and lump that all into one. Though the greatest benefits are seen when exposing your entire body, your hands and feet included, into something like a cold plunge or an ice bath, but I know that's not really feasible for most of us, including myself. However, cold showers are believed to provide, if not the same, a very similar or close to the same benefits as the other two. And that is something that basically all of us have access to. Also, for your information, in preparation of this episode, I've taken a lot of the information from Dr. Andrew Huberman, who is one of the world's leading health scientists and top podcasters of the show Huberman Lab. I've taken his hours upon hours of research and and education into a much shorter, hopefully more digestible, hopefully a little bit less sciencey and easier to apply episode for you guys. So let's go ahead and dive in. To frame up the conversation, we must first discuss why people do cold exposure in the first place. I'm going to be diving into each one thoroughly, and by the end of, by the end of the episode, again, I'll discuss a very practical 10-week progressive cold exposure plan that you can do to reap all the benefits, and if you're listening to the episode down below in the show notes, you're going to have a link to a PDF where you can download this exact 10-week plan as well, and if you're watching on YouTube, there's going to be a link in the description with this download as well, so make sure you take advantage of getting that. So the three primary reasons for cold exposure, number one, are the mental benefits of improving resilience and improving your mood. The second are metabolic benefits, and the third are performance benefits. Again, let's dive into each one specifically, the first of which being mental benefits of improving your resilience and improving your mood. We would all benefit from being more resilient. And by resilience, I mean your ability to regulate your mind and your internal state through stress, or your ability to stay cool, calm, and collected, and rational with your decision-making when you're experiencing stress. And there are specific ways that we can improve our level of resilience, one of which is deliberate cold exposure. And I use the word deliberate because there are greater benefits to deliberately or voluntarily subjecting yourself to a difficult situation for the sake of extracting the benefits of that situation than there are from just being thrusted into a difficult situation involuntarily. So it's better that it's voluntary and deliberate rather than involuntary and accidental. So again, anytime I say cold exposure moving forward, know that I mean deliberate cold exposure. So when our body gets stressed, 
our body increases its production of what are called catecholamines, and in particular, norepinephrine and epinephrine. And catecholamines are simply a type of neurohormone that are made by nerve cells that are used to send signals to other cells. So norepinephrine and epinephrine are type of these types of these neurohormones that play an important role in our fight or flight response. So when we experience stress in our everyday life, and that could be from work, it could be from family, emotional stress, financial stress, etc., our body produces norepinephrine and epinephrine. Simultaneously, our body produces a hormone called cortisol, which is considered our stress hormone. So when these three chemicals are in our body, they can cause us to act less resilient. We might do things that we regret, like drinking or doing drugs. We might say things that we didn't mean to say, like yelling at somebody. We might quit something early, like a workout or etc. Therefore, you would say during those times you were not mentally tough or you were not as resilient. But through cold exposure, you can get practice in stressful situations because when you voluntarily jump into a cold shower, you're increasing your production of norepinephrine and epinephrine, and we get to show ourselves that we can withstand that stress. We can stay in that shower a little bit longer. We get to show ourselves that we can do something that's difficult and that we actually get through it. Another thing that's fascinating is that when you experience unwanted stress in your life, your body also creates and creates and releases cortisol into your bloodstream. And generally, we don't really want these high levels of cortisol in the bloodstream unless we're getting ready to partake in physical activity. But when you do cold exposure, there are no increases in cortisol like there are during unwanted stress. And this is evidence that cold exposure actually falls into a to the category of a good type of stress. There's a famous endocrinologist by the name of Hans Selye who won the Nobel Prize for distinguish, distinguishing between two types of stress. One is distress and the other is eustress. Now, I personally haven't dove into his work very much, but how I understand it is that he explains distress as unwanted stress, and that leads to negative health outcomes, while eustress is a positive stress that actually leads to improved health outcomes. So distress increases our levels of norepinephrine, epinephrine, and cortisol, while eustress just increases our level of norepinephrine and epinephrine but not cortisol. So to summarize, cold exposure can gradually improve our resilience by voluntarily subjecting ourselves to the same neurohormone response that would we would experience during any other stressful situation in our life, minus cortisol, but that gives us an opportunity to show that we are up to the task. So we're able to inc- we're able to increase the norepinephrine and epinephrine, but not let it metaphorically break us down. The last thing that I'll mention just briefly with regards to improving your mood is that we, our body experiences an increase in dopamine from cold exposure or cold showers. It's well documented, do, documented that our levels of dopamine, dopamine, which is the neurotransmitter responsible for motivation, increases from a cold shower, and that increase in dopamine can actually last for hours after the cold shower is finished. So that can lead to an elevated mood and elevated motivation as you go about your day. Again, remember, keep listening to this episode because I'm going to give you a specific plan that's 10 weeks long so you can gradually get into cold exposure and so that you can increase the level of your resilience and extract the further benefits that I'm going to to explain here in the future as well. So those are the mental benefits of improving resilience and mood. The second type of benefits are the metabolic benefits. So metabolism is defined as the sum of all the chemical processes that occur inside of our body to maintain life. When it comes to the topic of this conversation, we want to think of metabolic benefits as improving your body's ability to burn calories, or more specifically, your body's ability to burn fat. Now, there are two types of fat called white fat and brown fat inside of our body. The names are given to them 
because those are the colors that the fat cells appear under a microscope. There are also fat cells called beige fat, which as you might assume is simply a fat cell that most likely has properties of both white and brown fat and might be in the middle of converting into one or the other. So while fat simply put white, excuse me, white fat simply put is the kind of fat that most of us don't want in excess amounts. This white fat is meant to store extra energy. This kind of fat has lower levels of active mitochondria. Therefore, it's not optimized for work, but it's optimized for storage. It's not optimized for burning energy, but optimized for the conservation of energy. Brown fat, on the other hand, is a type of fat that creates heat, and it helps you maintain your internal body temperature. And this kind of fat has higher levels of active mitochondria. Therefore, it's more optimal for work and more optimal for burning calories. Now, it's been shown that cold exposure can actually allow us to convert white fat into brown fat, therefore increasing our core metabolism and increasing our body's ability to burn calories. This conversion of white fat to brown fat provides benefits both acutely in the moment and over time. When you're actively converting white fat to brown fat while you're actually in a cold shower, your body is burning more calories. Now, that said, it's not going to be an extensive amount of more calories just during that one, two, or three minutes that you're spending in that cold shower. However, when you have an improved ratio of white fat to brown fat in your body, that's overall healthier and it provides a more long-lasting increase in metabolism as well. Now, how much more calories are you going to be able to burn fat by a more optimal ratio of brown fat to white fat? That's something that's super complex and it's not really well documented in research. However, if you're looking for ways to increase your metabolism, then this can certainly be an option to add into your life. Now, Again, that said, don't expect to hit all of your weight loss goals just by taking cold showers. So that's the metabolic benefit, the white fat to brown fat conversion. The third and final one is the benefits in your performance. Now, there are two different ways that cold exposure can provide benefits when it comes to your performance. The first is by improving your recovery, and the second is by cooling down your body temperature during a workout or during your physical activity. Now, let's start with the improving your recovery. Doing cold exposure after high-intensity exercise can help to improve your ability to exercise with high levels of power in your next workout. So for example, if you do a high-intensity workout on Monday and you do a cold shower or cold exposure after that, you're going to be more likely be able to perform at high-intensity for Tuesday's workout compared to if you did not do that cold exposure because it can help reduce muscle soreness and it can increase perceived recovery levels. However, one thing that's really important to mention is that if your goal is purely hypertrophy or your goal is purely strength or it's the combination of the two, meaning that your goal is to build as much muscle or gain as much strength as possible, then doing cold exposure post-workout is actually not ideal. But again, if your goal is more athletically based or endurance based, then cold exposure post-workout can help you recover faster so you can perform at high intensities in subsequent workouts. The second possible performance benefit from cold exposure is not something that I had actually ever heard before before doing my research, and it's something that I've not personally tried yet, so I'm not going to be able to speak from experience from this. And it's all about reducing your internal body temperature during your competition, your game, or your workout. Now, think about it when you're really hot. Imagine you've been running for a long time. Maybe you're out in the summer heat and you're dripping sweat, or maybe you're just working out for a long time in a hot room, or maybe you're in the middle of a competition. Like for me, I know growing up, in the heat of the summer, I played baseball games for hour after hour after hour. So think of yourself outside and you're really hot. And think about someone giving you a cool, a cold rag to cool off. Where would you normally put it? I don't know about you, but for me, it would always usually be on my head or my neck. 
And I'm sure most of you would say the same, but it turns out that's actually not the best place to put it because the temperature regulator of our body is in the hypothalamus, which is in your brain. And so it's, it works like a thermostat. If you put that cool rag on top of your head, that's close to the thermostat, then that thermostat is thinking, oh, I am cold. I need to heat up. So actually, if you're putting that cold rag on your head, that is a good way to increase your internal body temperature even further. So instead of putting it on your head, the best place to actually put it is three different places, your upper cheeks, the palms of your hands, or the bottoms of your feet. These three areas of our body are what what are called glabrous skin surfaces. And glabrous is G-L-A-B-R-O-U-S, glabrous skin surfaces. And what that means is these areas underneath the surface of the skin, the vasculature is such that the body is more able to dump heat more readily. Therefore, having the ability to extract heat from the body and decrease your internal body temperature more quickly. And this is important because the window of temperature at which our muscles are able to optimally optimally perform is actually a pretty narrow window of temperature. So if the temperature of our muscles are overheated, then they're more likely to quit sooner. Therefore, if you can expose one of these glabrous skin surfaces, like the palms of your hand, the bottom of your feet, or the tops of your cheeks, most regularly experimented is the palms of your hand for practical reasons. But if you can expose these to cold temperatures, then you can bring your body temperature down to the desirable range for optimal muscular performance. And the main benefit that, you, that you're that you going to see from your performance is from the overall volume of work that you're going to be able to put in over time. It's not going li- to allow you to just lift heavier and be stronger. It's not going to allow you to run faster, but it will allow you to lift as heavy as you would normally do for a longer period of time. It will allow you to run as fast as you normally could for a longer period of time. And I'll provide a specific example of how you might see that improvement in a moment, but an important nuance to be aware of is that you don't want the cold exposure to these skin surfaces to be too cold because if it's too cold, it's going to cause vasoconstriction, a constriction of the blood flow and blood vessels. So if you're interested in trying this out, what would this actually look like? Well, again, I can tell you that I haven't experimented or tried this before, but this is something that I do want to try and it's something that's actually done in studies before. So what you would do is you'd pick an exercise that you're wanting to focus most on. And in between sets of that exercise, when you're working out, you know, you might typically rest for one to two minutes. And during that rest time, you would hold something like a cold water bottle in the palms of your hands. You don't want it to be ice, ice, ice cold to cause vasoconstriction, You, but you need it to be cold enough. And exactly what that temperature looks like, again, it's not all that clear in the studies. But cold enough so that it cools down your internal body temperature and it would allow you to perform greater volumes of work throughout your workout. Again, this is over time. This isn't going to allow you to be able to do like only 20. This isn't going to allow you to go from doing 20 push-ups to all of a sudden being able to knock out 40. The change would look something like this. Let's say your baseline test would be to do six sets of push-ups. And in between those six sets, you're going to give yourself a one-minute rest. And let's say maybe this first trial test across your six sets, your reps look like 20 push-ups, then 16, then 12, then eight, then six and four. So across the six sets of push-ups, you did a total of 66. And that is not with cooling your palms in between sets. The thought or the idea or the hypothesis would be that if you did that same thing, maybe a few days later, and in between sets, you held something like a cold water bottle to cool the palms of your hands, therefore decreasing your internal body temperature and decreasing the temperature of your muscles, and you did those same six sets, then the total number of push-ups would go up above 66. 
That might be something like maybe 20, then 18, then 15, 12, 10, and 8. So the reps across all six sets would be much higher than what you did in the original one. Again, how much higher? I've never run it before, and the tests are not going to give you an exact number. It's just going to depend. But if you give this a try, definitely let me know about the results that you experience, and this might be something that I try in the future as well. Okay, so we've talked about the improvements in the, the mental benefits and improving your resilience and improving your mood. We've talked about the metabolic benefits and we've talked about the improving the performance. Now let's talk about the game plan that you can actually apply so that you can see these kinds of benefits and reap these kinds of benefits. This game plan is progressive, meaning we're increasing the difficulty of it progressively over time so you can get physically adapted, mentally adapted, and you can reap the greatest benefits from this. The game plan is designed so that when you finish at the in week 10, you're routinely doing 11 or more minutes of cold exposure every single week, which is the dosage that is shown in the Huberman Lab podcast and Andrew Huberman. It's the dosage and in studies that is shown to be plenty sufficient to reap the benefits of cold exposure. Now, across these 10 weeks, there are four different variables that are tweaked in order to increase the level of difficulty. The first variable is water temperature. The second is the frequency of cold exposures. The third is the duration per cold exposure. And the fourth is movement or body turns. Now, a real quick add on to that is the tendency is when you're doing cold exposure is you want to stay, you want to stay still, but we want to stay still naturally because our skin when exposed to the cold will form a thermal layer and attempt to warm us up. And when we move, we break up that thermal layer and therefore experience greater levels of cold. That's why throughout this plan, there are times that I will actually have you change the way your body is facing in the shower to break up that thermal layer, therefore increasing the difficulty and therefore extracting greater benefits from that cold exposure. Some other recommendations that I would say to do when implementing this plan is do the cold exposure in the morning, sometime before noon. Another one is when you're facing the shower head, be sure to let the water hit the upper cheeks for at least part of the time and maybe have your palms up so the water hits the palms of your hand as well. Another recommendation is don't turn the water back to hot when you're done. Finish with the cold. This helps to maximize the metabolic benefits. And after the shower is turned off, this is kind of a extra credit, if you will. After the shower is turned off, wait at least one minute to start drying off with a towel. This again helps to maximize the metabolic benefits. Okay, I'm not going to read out the 10-week plan in this podcast. Go ahead and download it so that you can see exactly how it progresses from week to week. But know that week one is simple. It's three times a week for 30 seconds per cold exposure. And then once we get to week four, we up it to four times a week for 45 seconds. Then by the time we get to week six, it's four times a week for a minute. Week seven, it's five times a week for a minute. Week 10, it's five times a week for two minutes and 15 seconds with a couple of turns mixed in, getting you to over 11 minutes for the week. Really, I would recommend you downloading this thing, following it, printing it out, having it by your shower, putting it, marking a calendar as you actually execute on this plan. In conclusion, cold exposure when done right can be a great tool to improve our resilience, our mental toughness, improve our metabolism, and our performance. The neurohormones of norepinephrine and epinephrine released during cold exposure mimic what, it's re what is released during stressful real-life scenarios, and we can train our body how to handle those with grace. 
Also, after taking a cold shower, we're more likely to have our mood elevated and our motivation higher due to the surge in dopamine that we experience both right after our shower and for hours after the shower or the cold exposure. When we get into cold water, it turns white fat, fat for storage, into brown fat, which is thermogenic fat, and that aids to increase our metabolism both during the cold, cold exposure and afterwards. And using cold exposure can lower levels of inflammation after high-intensity exercise, therefore providing us the ability to recover faster, therefore allowing us to perform another high-intensity workout with great effort sooner. You can also cool parts of your body like your palms to lower your body temperature, in particular the temperature of your muscles, so that you are at a more optimal state to do greater volumes of work. Y'all, cold exposure is not just a great tool for high performers or elite athletes and biohackers. It's a great tool for really anyone on their health and fitness journey. And I believe everyone should experiment with cold exposure to some degree to see what kind of benefits you might be able to reap from it. I know I've been routinely doing cold cold showers since September of 2023, ever since I interviewed Gary Brecka on the Best You Podcast, and I have fallen in love with it. Okay, I'm not gonna lie. Falling in love might be a little bit, bit, a little bit of an exaggeration. I know every morning when I do it still, I still really don't wanna do it, but I do it anyway. And in the winter months, it's, it's been even more brutal. But if I can do it in the winter months, I can do it whenever. The way that I've personally been implementing this is by finishing with cold for 80 to 90% of my showers. That might be five to six times a week. And I'll have my stopwatch on my phone nearby my shower. After I finish taking my normal shower, I'll go to my stopwatch, I'll press start, then I'll turn my shower handle as cold as it can possibly go, and then I'll stand in it for one to two minutes, really focusing on my breathing, and I usually do one body turn within the one to two minutes. Again, I like to focus on controlling my breathing and making sure I'm performing diaphragmatic breaths, breathing into my stomach rather than chest breathing. Right before I turn the shower to cold, again, I dread it. But I can truly say that when I come out of the cold shower, my body is buzzing and I'm feeling great. If you start to experiment with cold exposure or you download this 10-week plan, please send me a DM on Instagram at carrier underscore best you and let me know what you think. I would love to see what kind of experience that you... that. The, what kind of benefits that you begin to experience yourself. Y'all, cold exposure does not take that much time. It takes maybe 11 minutes a week. I mean, think how many minutes, I should have done the math before recording this, how many minutes are there in a freaking week? And I'm only asking for 11 of your minutes so you can build your resilience, you can improve your mood, you can boost your metabolism, and so that you can perform at a higher level. Every single one of you listening to this podcast, I know would love to see those kinds of benefits. So start implementing today and let me know how it goes. You guys, this channel is this podcast and this YouTube channel, if you're watching on YouTube, are growing, and I would love for you guys to continue to support it by following, subscribing, sharing it with a friend or family member who's also on their health and fitness journey because I am here to help serve you on your journey and getting closer to the best version of yourself. So make sure you follow, make sure you hit subscribe, and if you would like to try out the one-week free trial of the virtual 10-week transformation, then go to nickcarrier.com slash free trial today. You'll get a week's worth of workouts and plenty of recipes. Again, go to nickcarrier.com slash free trial to get started today. But I hope today helps you along your health and fitness journey and ultimately helps you get closer and closer to your best you. <laughs>